You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you once again for a interview episode and uh, always an exciting time when we can bring you a third watch cast member and a cast member today who I guess never officially credited as a main cast member. But in my eyes, she was a main cast member. I do, of course, speak of Yvonne Young Ruivava. I'm going to get that name said perfectly because uh, I've had so much practice with it. Of course, played Holly Levine um, in towards the back end of season five and throughout season six. Also, did have a minor role in season three, which we will talk about. Uh, and when it comes to double casting, quite an interesting conversation around that. But also, for fans of the show, would know be also known as uh, the wife of uh, Anthony Rivera who, of course, has appeared on this show uh, several years ago. So uh, lots of connections here to Third Watch, and just such a fun chat here with Yvonne. We talk um, about how she got to be cast on the show, kind of, you know, the double casting element that I mentioned, and also in regards to how she met Anthony, connections with other cast members to where they uh, met, uh, connections to cast members now sort of in their life, and just so much fun. Some great stories here about behind-the-scenes stuff, working on the show, and just everything else uh, in between. And uh, also a bit here about post-show work, with other cast members who she still keeps in touch with as well as talking a little bit about uh, her daughter who is uh, pretty much on track to become a, an Olympic gymnast. So um, plenty to get to here with Yvonne and I will just uh, put a bit of a spoiler warning here when I come to it. Um, obviously we know for the most part if you're following our episodes of Third Watch you're kind of just about halfway through the season, uh, second season right now give or take. And given that uh, Yvonne mainly appears in the end of Season 5 and Season 6, there'll be things mentioned here perhaps that uh, may spoil you if you do not wish to be spoiled on that season. So, um, as I said in the Manny Perez interview, if you do not wish to be spoiled on Season 6 and uh, end of Season 5, maybe avoid this interview till you've watched it. Uh, If you don't mind, then by all means listen to it. Uh, It is such a great chat here that I thoroughly recommend it. So, without further ado, I'm going to shut up and let's move over to my interview with Yvonne young Rivava. Massive pleasure to be able to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network as we continue a series of interviews we're doing with cast members from a bunch of the shows we're covering. Of course, the main one that everybody knows I get excited about is our Third Watch recap series. And our next guest appeared on the show as, uh, I want to, I'm going to say a main character. She was never billed as a main cast member, but I think that was ridiculous. She was a main cast member, uh, at the end of the <laughs> fifth season, through the sixth season, where she played Holly Levine. Uh, I do, of course, speak of the one, the only, Miss Yvonne Zhang Rivava. Yvonne, thank you very much so much <laughs> for joining us here on the Oz Network today. I got all that out, I think. <laughs> yes. And you said the last name correctly, yes. both last names, so I appreciate that, and <laughs> I practice. like the credit. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I, I feel like I've had practice. I remember when I did uh, interview Anthony uh, several years ago that I kind of had to double and triple check. I watched a few sort of interviews and that online and how they were pronouncing his name because I'm renowned for really butchering names. Um, so I feel I've got enough practice with saying, uh, yours and Anthony's names that I feel like I've got it down pat now. (laughs) You do. You had it down pat. I, when I met him, actually we met in college. So when I, before I really knew him, I just, I would just say Anthony and I felt that. (laughs) That was enough. That counted. Yeah, it's one of those names that I I can imagine that you've heard them all. You've heard all the different versions and pronunciations. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I I just said, you know, I don't even bother just 
whatever. Just yep. call me Yvonne. Yep, just yep. That, that, that's simple, simple. But uh, yeah, it's it's such a pleasure to talk to you because um, you know, as I was mentioning a little bit too off air, where you know, been having some great chats with some former cast members along the show, and I, I always do like to just, as I said there in the intro, think of you as one of the main cast because. I always kind of forget that when I get to the sort of the sixth season that you play such a crucial role in that final season that you're never, like on the opening credits, you're never officially billed as a main cast member. So I think we, we as the only I, show I think in the history of the world that's ever covering Third Watch, I feel we need to start this campaign to make it that you were a main cast member. Come on. <laughs> thank you. I, I think, and actually Ed Benero had told me, that if it had gone a seventh season, I would have been in the opening credits. So. Right. So uh-huh. I feel, I feel that uh, yeah, maybe can we add me on now? That we'll would be great. I, I think, I'm fine with I that. I think we can do some sort of trickery <laughs> editing and go back through it there. I, I feel we can, uh, we can do that. But it's it's interesting, I guess, sort of with your time on Third Watch because obviously many people know you as as Holly, but you actually were on an episode uh, in season three, if I'm not mistaken, where you played I think an attorney. Yeah in a room with Kim Raver, Eddie Sibrian. You had Viola Davis in that room at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you basically got to be in this show before you were in this show. So with the connection with Anthony, is that kind of, does that how it works in, in sort of like a show like Third Watch? They know you're an actor too, like come on and do it. Did you have to audition? How did that, I guess, initial role no, before you they, played Holly I mean, come they about? they did know I was, yeah, so they did know that I was an actor and I, I did know everybody socially. Um but I did also have to audition. So, so sometimes I have found it to be an advantage when you know everyone socially, um, and, and often actually it's a disadvantage. I, uh, in Third Watch, it, was, I, it worked in my favor, um, but I came in and auditioned, I think, first for a couple of one-liners. I think I auditioned for... For four or five just one-liners, uh, for one-liner parts, and I didn't get them. Um, and then they brought me back in a couple more times, and then I got Colleen Frewer, I believe her name was, that attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was going to be it because they don't really ever, I don't think they double-cast anybody else, maybe one other person. Um, and, uh, and then what I then the way I got Holly Levine was Anthony had actually written a play called Safe, um, and we did a production of that during Third Watch, Third Watch's hiatus, mm-hmm. and Jason Wiles was in it, Kobe Bell was in it, Anthony directed it, and um, right as the show was in pre-production season six, or, sorry, season five was in pre-production, um, everyone was in town, Ed Benero was in town, all the producers were in town, and so they just came out to support the show. And um, and after they saw the show, I guess they decided it, they they wanted me to be on Third Watch. Wow! Um, and so they found me a role. Wow! Yeah. So I, it was totally, totally unexpected. I didn't audition for that part, and I got a phone call, and all of a sudden I was on the show. So. Wow! Crazy. It was, it was pretty amazing. I, I'm really intrigued yeah. about that play. I'm just, I'm just hearing sort of, you know, you mentioning who's in that. Oh I well, I can send you a script. It's a good. Oh. It, Sam Anthony's very proud of himself. Samuel French published it, and um, 
So he's a, I say he's very proud of himself because I tease him a lot because he's a terrible speller. <laughs> and so, in fact, on the final, on the final um, draft that he sent in to Samuel French, uh, he wrote Wrighton by Anthony Rubivar, <laughs> which I have to correct for him. <laughs> but he, he always tells me he's a published playwright whenever I <laughs> laugh at his spelling. That's crazy. So, by all means, I'll yeah. Send you, love, we'll send you a copy. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. That's, um, that, that sounds like incredible, uh, work there. I'm just, I'm just picturing Jason and Kobe sort of, you know, stage and kind of doing all that. So, um, yeah, just the, you, you're making the inner fanboy here work really well, Yvonne. Thank you very much. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating you say about the double casting because this is actually something we're really noticing, um, three seasons in, I guess, at the time we're recording this, how far we're into the show. Actually, there is a lot of double casting in Third Watch because, um, I believe you're opposite. There is? Yeah, so oh. I believe you're opposite attorney in that, in that scene, uh, Damien Young. He played another character in season one. Uh, there's multiple people that we're establishing that actually kind of, but not to the extent that you were in the fact that you obviously kind of came back to be a major character. They lied to me. They tried to make me feel special. I don't, Ah. they told me that there was no one else double cast or maybe one person. So I wonder how many people have you guys counted so so far? So far we've established there's about three. Um, But again, they're all kind of minor roles. um, And... Yeah, you're the only one who sort of come back as like a, as a major character. So it's it's kind of fascinating because we we kind of poke a little bit of fun at it because as much as I love the show, there's there's that issue and and the other one too. I I, I remember when we spoke to Michael Beach, is there was something dropped the ball in the continuity stakes because they legitimately forgot the name of his wife. So when Michael Beach came back into the final episode to have that scene with Anthony, they had just absolutely changed the name of his wife to what they kept referring to in like the wow. first, you know, four or five seasons. So it was, it was like, hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, uh, I, yeah, I was going to try to think of a joke at Michael Beach's expense that he's had so many wives. But that's not true. He's had a lot of children, but not, not that many wives. Um, but what was, what was that, I guess, when you played Colleen? I mean, Viola Davis. I mean, we, we just did that episode recently. And the fact that, you know, she's, you know, now an Academy Award winner. I mean, she's just she's just so darn good. I mean, what was that like, I guess, at that point in time? Because she's still obviously an amazing person, an amazing actor at that point of thing, but she's obviously gone on to just be this huge, huge star now, hasn't she? She has. I mean, she's. Uh, I love her. She's one of my favorite actresses. Um, I remember at the time, I didn't know who she was, but Brooke Kennedy, who produced Third Watch um, and then directed that particular episode. Uh, and, you know, she's a pretty tough, uh, been around the block woman. She was so giggly and excited in anticipation of Viola coming um, because she knew her work from theater, from the New York theater scene and just, you know, um, was excited because of what an amazing actress she is. And then, um, and, and she was so fun and so kind and so generous to work with. And then actually years later, not that many years later, but a few years later, Anthony did a series with her called Traveler mm-hmm. that shot up in Vancouver. It was actually when our, our second, right after our second child was born. So the, um, our daughter was about three months old and he went up to work in Vancouver and they were partners on that show. Wow. So he worked with her. And then as a result of that, we got to spend um, a bunch of time with her and her husband and then eventually a little bit of time with her daughter. And so 
our daughter has passed on clothes to her daughter, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't see her regularly or we don't see her regularly now, but she's obviously an incredible actress. So I was both that I worked with her first. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm surprised she didn't thank you then in her uh, Academy Award winning speech. I mean, come on, where was that? Like She did know, not. Yeah. She you guys like besties. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? But yeah. It, it was a treat. It was a treat at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And when, uh, yeah, looking back at it, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. When, so when you eventually obviously go on to play Holly is sort of, you know, the story you told there. Obviously, we're aware, you know, I remember speaking to Anthony, he was talking about, you know, doing things like with ride-alongs, with, you know, FDMI paramedics and all that sort of stuff. Like, is that something that you did or because you're kind of married to a guy who has played a paramedic for basically five and a bit seasons, is he enough? Does, does Anthony just come home from work every day and be like, oh, so I did this, I did this, this is some lines, you need to do this. I mean, do you kind of do it that way or do you still do the ride-alongs and talk to all the FDMI people at that point? No. I, I did do one ride-along. They arranged a ride-along for me, and I did one. Um, that It was pretty uneventful, luckily. Um, um, I think we did two calls, and they were kind of just, you know, an asthma attack or whatever. So, but it was it was invaluable. And, um, and then we had tech advisors on set. I did learn a lot from Anthony. I mean, I, more so just sort of technical things. Like I think one of, I think the first scene I shot as Holly Levine was like rolling, you know, taking the gurney off the bus and rolling it in and, um, and with a bunch of medical lingo. And he just said, you just have to memorize that so, so thoroughly because you'll get there and you'll have all the medical gear and your mind's going to go blank and you're going to forget it all because it's kind of gibberish. Mm -hmm. So, so that was, that was helpful. Um, uh, yeah, I, things like that. But he, he did think he was a bit of an expert <laughs> in terms of being a paramedic himself. And like when our first son was born, he was, all, I think he almost believed that he could deliver him if he needed to. <laughs> <Wow. the> <laughs> but, <laughs> but what he did is instead showed up after he didn't pick up my call when I was in labor and um, eventually when he did show up, he just showed up with a bunch of cotton balls in his pockets, which I didn't quite understand. And he explained to me it was he wanted to take his makeup off because he didn't want his son to see him with makeup. So, but I, I, did, I <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely, it was definitely helpful having Anthony there and I, I was treated um, you know, as a regular with the respect of being as if I was a regular, um, I got picked up when it wasn't in my contract and the, just like the regulars and brought to and from work. And so I got, I definitely got some perks and I got extra tips and extra care. Fantastic. Because um, of Anthony being on the show first. Fantastic, fantastic. I actually want to kind of backtrack a little bit because one thing that I would love to know, and I'm sure our listeners would love to know, because this is not something we asked Anthony, but how did you guys meet? Because I think a lot of people sometimes assume that you guys met on the show, but clearly, as we know, that's not the case. You guys were together before the show, I guess, even started, weren't you? So, I mean, how, how did you guys actually meet? I'd love to hear this story. We met in college. Um, Anthony and I both went to Boston University, and as did Kim Raver, and then um, so did um, Paul Michael Glazier. But he's you know he's older than us. But there, I remember us all laughing at one point because all of us in the firehouse had 
were BU graduates. Um, but um, Kim, Anthony, and I were out there at the same time. And, um, yeah, so I knew him at BU, but uh, even though we were in the small conservatory program together and we did a couple plays together, I, I stayed away from him because he was sort of a bad boy. <laughs> and um, it wasn't until... Until I graduated, and then we ended up, you know, being in, I moved to New York, and he showed up at a bar we were at, and um, yeah, and then we hooked up after, and that was sort of was the beginning. So we, yeah, the rest, so we've been together, actually we just celebrated a couple of days ago our 20th wedding anniversary, but we've been together for 25 years. Well, congratulations. Yeah, so by the time, thank you, but yeah, by the time I was on Third Watch, we had, we were already married. Hmm. Well, there you go, see, I just just wanted to just hear that, that's that's fantastic, and was that then, when you were brought in as Holly, was it always the plan that that was Carlos's love interest, or was that kind of brought into it later on? No. No, that evolved. I, I think that just evolved out of out of uh, what we did, and I don't even know how how big the role was conceived, or if they thought it would just be a few episodes, or I don't really know what Ed or any of the writers had in mind. I do feel like on the show in general, they were really great at picking up on what we did and and running with it, and and um, I guess I feel lucky that that you know they. They made the character. I feel like they made the character bigger and more prominent and more interesting than initially it was designed to be. Mm. I mean, she was very memorable in the fact that you know she was quirky. I guess you call it kooky. I mean, I, I don't know how you use mm-hmm. adjectives to describe her, but I mean, she's memorable in that aspect and just kind of the, the contrast that she would bring. I think it might have been the very first thing you had with with Kim Raver, just kind of like the, just the differences and how you were just so positive and sort of outgoing and that towards her and just, you know, obviously the looks and things that you get along the way and that obviously drew conflict with <laughs> Carlos at the time because, you know, kind of Carlos's character. But, I mean, that type of character, I mean, how is, is that to play? Because it just looks like it, that would have been a lot of fun to be able to have that bright, bubbly style of character who's obviously doing such a, you know, a serious job who's, you know, facing some, you know, tragedies along along the way. I love playing Holly. I I I play quirky characters in general, um, and and that was one of the adjectives that I remember uh, Ed and Brooke uh, using to describe Holly. Uh, so that I think was very comfortable for me. I I'm not personally very positive, as positive as I should or would like to be. So um, it was. I enjoyed putting on that 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 skin and and just seeing everything through like kind of rose colored glasses. I think at one point Holly, I had rose colored glasses literally that that I wore for Holly. Hmm. It was it was fun. It was definitely a, a totally different character in that world, you know, with New Yorkers and first responders that are jaded and. And um, tired a lot, mm. so yeah, that w- it was fun to be a contrast like that. And I mean, it, it gave me a lot of freedom to do so, you know, crazy things. Like uh, I remember, like the 
I think it was the first or maybe the second episode I did that that um, the director said, oh, why don't you just come out of the the bus with like, and he just like piling equipment and equipment on me. And, um, and I, I, I tripped not on purpose, but I actually tripped and, um, and they just loved it. So it gave me a lot of freedom to just mess around. Yeah. It was, Have fun. it was just, and I think kind of the thing kind of going back to like we're saying with Carlos, like the way, it, you know, ultimately, you guys obviously get together, you get married, and kind of just the way, great way it sort of it closes in that the, the closing sort of uh, montage with Skip Sardis is obviously giving like the closing monologue and, you know, mentioning about Carlos and Holly get married and, you know, Carlos finally has a family that he'd always been searching for. It was, just, it was a great way to wrap up Carlos's storyline. But, I mean, did you kind of... When Anthony's working on a show like this, I know some actors don't like to watch what they do. Are you watching third? Are you watching him along the way to see his development? Are you listening to him sort of reading the scripts with him? I mean, kind of, I guess my question, when you're seeing Carlos and Holly fall in love and that, not necessarily you two as actors because you were together in real life, but are you appreciating how Holly kind of leveled out Carlos along the way, how it all closed out? Yes. I, I followed Anthony's character from the very beginning and I, seen all the episodes and I I enjoy I enjoyed his character and the sort of adolescent commodity um, person that he was and so it was a lot of fun to be foiled to that and 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 I guess just not get sucked into that vortex that Carlos was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't expect, I didn't expect for me to, to my character to spin him around and for it to close like that Mm. at all. I couldn't, I would never have imagined when I saw the character at the beginning or even like two or three episodes, I mean, two, two or three seasons in that, that, that I, or, you know, the character that I was playing would have had that kind of impact on, on Carlos. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, Is that answer, am I answering? No, your no, no. I think no, it does. I think it's yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I just some of the the great Holly stuff that I really love, kind of across the way, like um, you know, I, I, the episode where you and Carlos go to meet Holly's parents, just hilarious, and just kind of that, <laughs> the, the way that works. I think even like the first time you two, I think hook up and it's kind of just because it's it's the way you two were like working off each other and there's just that shot of you and I think Holly had like so many cats or something like that and Carlos is just like laying in bed with you or something like that and then um there was the episode I believe when you like went to get the coffee and the building blew up and like you know that was kind of what Carlos first oh, yeah. discovers he's in love with you and just like it's it's so I mean I, I'm just gushing right now thinking of all these stories I actually haven't watched six season six in quite some time but um yeah, I mean, I, I remember talking to Anthony. I remember, I mean, I remember vividly shooting the one where we were doing some kind of like meditation and mm. chanting and sitting yes. on the floor. Because Carlos um, had been cursed. He had been cursed and he came to you because <laughs> you, you know, were into kind of that. I was going to lift stuff. the curse. Yeah, so he was trying to get you to lift the curse. Yeah, because all these bad stuff started happening to him because he believed this woman had actually cursed him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I watching the show and then all of a sudden we were in the firehouse and we came up with those ideas of like sitting cross-legged and doing these weird hand movements <laughs> and and then I, I don't know it's like kind of crazy when you think back of what to what the show was and what was sort of the norm for it and all of a sudden we're doing that and I 
I, it's just, I mean, I guess that's a testament to the show that they were willing to go in fun and unusual places. And, and I think that's part of what made it an interesting show. It wasn't precious. It wasn't locked. You know, they weren't really locked into having it just be one way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. If I am watching season one, I never would have imagined that <laughs> that would happen on Third Watch. Yeah, I mean, it's... And not with Carlos. It's vastly different, and this is kind of what we keep trying to explain to the listeners who are maybe watching along sort of in order, is that the show really does change significantly, really, five and six. And when we spoke to Amy Carlson a few weeks ago, she mentioned a lot of the reason why she left the show was because she was told, basically, from five onwards, they're just going to really focus on the cops. So, kind of, you know, the paramedics and and the firefighters took a bit of a back seat. So, it's kind of interesting to see how this develops. And I I could imagine that if you were brought in, um, you know, in those earlier seasons, that, you know, it would have been, I guess... Maybe not, I don't know if a different character, but I guess it would have been done differently, I, I feel, because I feel it really did switch from such a heavily character-driven show in those first, say, three, three and a half seasons to still being great elements of character, you know, of the show in, in season six, as we're explaining some of this great stuff with Holly and Carlos, but it did kind of really switch a lot more focus to the, to the jobs and the, the action as opposed to what's happening with the characters, if that makes sense. So wait, so that I, I'm I I lost you a little bit. So you felt that in season five and six, it switched more to the what would the emergency was. As yeah, because it, it it did. Because I mean, that obviously I feel was obviously always an element of the show. But um, I think it was on. So I believe it was on the the season one DVD. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, the last the last season. There were sort of these bigger arcs with that Tia had with yep. and Tia and J- Jason when they started to be detectives, um, and it was less sort of the blue collar day to day lives of, of of the characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I I I, I mean I liked all the storylines. I I like the. I really, what I really loved about the show was that the sort of smaller stories and 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 the small experiences and the home lives. And yeah, agree. How the, agree. how the work comes home and home comes to work and that that aspect of the show. Um, that was one of my favorite elements of the show in general. Yeah, and we. But I feel like I feel like we had. I mean, I can't speak to the show, the whole show, but I feel like Anthony and I, or my character for sure, was sort of comic relief, and I feel like, you know, we were still telling kind of small stories. Mm-hmm. We weren't involved in, like, big incidents and big action for the most part. Yeah, and the, the thing that I think, like, having just finished through season two, and season two by far my favourite season. I think one of the, 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 the best seasons in TV I've ever seen, and like this is where I feel Third Watch never gets as much credit as it thoroughly deserves for kind of just how well it was done. But um, one of my all-time favourite episodes is the Anthony's episode in season two, The Self-Importance of Being Carlos, which is just all about yeah. him and just, just how amazing that is. And what I think that just balanced so well, because it was such a funny episode after like the death of Bobby Cannavale's character to kind of balance it out yeah. with such a humorous episode. But even in a humorous episode you've got these humanizing elements about Carlos. Cause like really early on, he, he was a dick. Like he was such a dick, right. but like he obviously right. like mellowed out. But I, I think it's on the season one 
uh, documentary that they have where it's mentioned about how somebody had said about Anthony's character about how he was one of the most interesting characters on TV because he's a paramedic who doesn't care about people. And kind of just that episode. <laughs> I, I feel like Anthony, I don't know if Anthony said that, but yeah, I, I remember Anthony. That was something he said often. It is so, it's such a contradiction. Like, what? Yeah. It's, but, it's um, yeah. I it's, thought that his character in general had contradictions. And I think that's something that, that Holly, my character, Holly saw was his vulnerability, that he wasn't just a dick, that there was, he was vulnerable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, and I mean, she could see kind of past that exterior, and it's just what works so well with you two. And I mean, it's 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 ridiculous to say the chemistry you have. I'd hope you guys have chemistry. Uh, I mean, you've lasted twenty five years, so I'm assuming <laughs> I hope it so. works. There's a lot of pressure there, right? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> I, I mean, sure. like, what if what if people are like, wow, they don't really have chemistry? That's These two just don't work. Like, what's <laughs> going on here? This is yeah, a you don't work together. Bad couple, <laughs> but it's just it's just the way it worked. And I mean, the proposal in the last episode. So just, you know, damn it, Holly, will you marry me? And just like things like that. And just, I mean, I, I remember saying to Anthony. Well, when we, they tried to get recorded the rehearsal. I mean, they tried to take the rehearsal. Oh, that's my home phone. Sorry Uh-oh. for that. <laughs> okay. So, um, but I actually, when he, when we did the rehearsal, I, and he got down on his knees, I burst into tears I, uncontrollably, and I remember I was like, "Get the camera! Get the camera!" <laughs> it, I mean, I didn't quite get it in the actual in the actual one that they shot, but yeah, it was. I was <laughs> I was very moved by it. Yeah, by it's, that scene. It's. I mean, I remember saying to Anthony about the scenes that you guys filmed. Like, you know, I mentioned the scene. I think when you like are in bed with all the cats, and just you know, obviously, it's kind of natural for you guys. It's just you know, you guys obviously you mm-hmm. know being married and all that sort of stuff. But he sort of said how it was kind of strange because, you know, it just did feel so natural. It's just like you guys are just waking up in the morning, but instead you've got, you know, 50 cameras filming you and people, like, checking that the lighting's okay and things like that. Like, I can right, imagine right. you're just losing the sort of, you're like, oh, hang on a minute, this isn't just us at home talking about our day. We're, we're about to film a scene here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, 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 focus, i got to focus, i got to focus. <laughs> yeah, we were in, in one of those scenes, I remember we were in bed discussing shopping lists and stuff like that, and we're like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> drop into this um or or actually i think that scene uh that we did where we were were doing the i'm trying to lift the curse um and then we end up i think i throw him against the wall and we started kissing i remember watching that back and going wow that's really loud (laughs) because we were really kissing as opposed to you know, television kissing. Yeah. So it sounded different. I was like, oh, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's interesting playing a character or playing two characters that are different from you, obviously, and in a relationship that is the same as your re- real life relationship that you're a couple or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can definitely imagine that. That definitely brings some elements with it. Um, just one thing quickly as well. You obviously in season six had the the crossover with uh, medical investigation, uh, which your you know mm-hmm. your character and obviously Carlos Anthony's character. Uh, I mean, what was that experience? Because like, we we just did uh, in season three. Of course, they did the ER third watch crossover, so they've they've done it before. But this is kind of a different one. Is it an experience? Like, I mean, because I mean, medical investigation sadly was a show that didn't really last that long. But I mean, it kind of must be interesting right. to work with. I guess 
teams from both shows to kind of make those episodes happen. Yeah, it was really exciting. I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, it it was con- it was an interesting experience to come onto a show that had a different tone and style to it, and then still be and honor that, but be consistent to your character. Um, and uh, I feel I feel like we were able to thread that needle. Um, and um, I remember having a conversation with one of the actresses on the show, saying, "You know how envious she was." that we got to, that Anthony and I, or that the people on Third Watch got to play just, you know, characters as opposed to sort of people that just delivered story, mm-hmm. um, that we got to do such, have such interesting storylines, and um, so that struck me. But it was it was very fun to come on to a different show. Uh, we flew out to L.A. And, and be in a whole different world. But you know, still trying to honor honor the tone of our show, yeah, and their t- the tone of their show, which was a little. It was just. I remember it just being a little more blue. I don't know why. I remember it just <laughs> felt like a kind of colder, more just not character. Not, it didn't have the same kind of character driven storylines. Um, they. I don't know. It was just more clinical, I guess. It felt like a little bit more clinical show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of only watched. Did you watch that whole season? Uh, bits and pieces because I knew that there was going to be a third watch crossover, so I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pay attention to it. But I, I kind of, I don't think I ever really got into it. It, it was, it was completely different when the ER crossover happened because I mean, basically, I watched third watch because I was an right, ER. Right, the fan. ER has a much more similar tone to yeah, third watch. Yeah, and given that I'd already loved that show and was watching it at the time, I, I mean. You have no idea how much I lost my shit in that episode of Vonal. Oh my god, they're doing a cross like what? Like it's just like what? Um, but yeah, so I mean I paid attention just purely because of the third watch angle. Um so yeah, I'll be looking forward to when we get to season six to kind of, you know, cover it because we obviously did a separate episode on the ER episode to tie both in together. So we'll do that in season six with the medical investigation one as well. So um but it was an interesting it was an interesting idea i guess um like as you said like er and third watch had a similar tone they're done by the same people so you can kind of see why it would work um whereas yeah it was are you gonna are you gonna cover the third watch apprentice crossovers we did two apprentice crossovers you know what i have never been able to track down i have never been able to track down i don't i'm not recommending it i'm not i'm not for political reasons i'm not suggesting that i'm not supporting that show at all right but i (laughs) i need to track it down because i've never seen it and i also know that third watch did a weakest link episode back in the day as well and i don't was anthony on that they did they did yeah i've never seen it and i really want to but it's so hard to find so if any of our listeners have got it, please send it to us. But um, yeah, I I need to find it because I know you guys did a online sort of reunion thing, which I think Anthony hosted. Did he not? It was like one of these ones that you sat down for half an hour and answered some fan questions a few years ago. And um, I had set my alarm to watch it, but I got the time zones wrong, so I missed it. 
but then oh, no. one of our listeners oh, had we recorded it. Find that for you. Yeah, and it, I don't. I think we recorded it. I, that we could probably find for you. Well, that would be amazing because the copy I've got that a friend sent kind of they just recorded on their phone, so I couldn't really sort of make out a lot of the the copy like what was being said. But um, yeah, like. Third Watch is a show, Yvonne, that I want you guys all to kind of just come together again and do something like, I just, I think my goal here secretly is to get all you guys like talking about the show enough that you'll all contact each other for a massive group thing and then I'll be the host. Let's be honest. I'll just fanboy it out. But um, I just think that everyone oh, you know needs I to want, get together. Now that doing, <laughs> I think what we should do, and, and you can, maybe you can lead the way, is I think we should bring the show back. They yes. Do it, they're doing it for Will and Grace. Absolutely. I hope that they're talking about, mad about you. Yeah. I think, why not? Roseanne, I think, the X-Files, I mean, they're all oh, bringing Roseanne's them all back. doing it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh. <laughs> why don't we bring ER and Third Watch yes. back? Yes. And just, uh, like, uh, just don't even, like, have them separately. Just combine them. Like, uh, I know they're in yes. different cities, but you can still, <laughs> I don't know, work out some way of doing it. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's a sh- I like this. How well, I mean, can we do that? There's a really fast. We get we uh, we have SpaceX that we possibly use as yes. our ambulance or, or something. Or maybe <laughs> like or a bullet train. Maybe the the hospital. What was it? Cook County burns down in Chicago, so the 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 staff have to go to New York, and they all work in. You know, then <laughs> you're all already there. Right. <laughs> so, there's Noah Wiley. We, we, George Clooney comes back. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, that would be fine with me. <laughs> Don't tell Anthony. Didn't no, I didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like these good. ideas. I like these ideas. They're, I think know. they're great. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call, make some phone calls after we get off our phone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Please do. We're gonna ignite this because we've actually found that. Because um, I guess the third watch fan base is kind of sort of small and not as vocal as a lot of other TV shows, but they, they still exist. And through kind of meeting the people and the guys who are involved in sort of doing the episodes with it, it's just it just gets exciting to to talk about this show because. You know, as I said, like, about season two, and it's not just season two in general, like, it always baffles me that you guys were sort of never honoured with more awards, like Emmys and things like that, just because the acting standards and just the style of the show, I mean, I just, I don't understand why it was kind of overlooked for things like that. I I have to agree with you, and just looking at objectively uh, from, you know, when I was just a, a viewer of the show, the writing... The way that Ed conceived the characters and the humanity and the contradictions in people and, you know, the performances from Molly and Jason and, and across the board, um, I, I don't know, I, it, it was a special show with, with really amazing talent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, wish, I wish it did have... Well, it, it's- I agree completely. More. Yeah, agree completely. And like uh, you mentioned Molly and Jason, I mean, I basically ring in the Molly Price uh, fan community big time because I think I've, I've officially trying to label her as the, the official star of Third Watch. I know it was an ensemble cast and you all have, you know, equally great storylines. But to me, Molly Price has the most consistent run of storylines and just... I get blown away with how good of an actress she is and why the hell she oh is not God, doing more things. Amazing. I just don't I understand. I agree. Molly is amazing, and she was amazing on the show. And she was just her emotional range and her strength, and 
yeah, she 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 really hit it out of the park. She was amazing to watch. Yeah, no, com- completely. And, and right. her and Jason had great chemistry. Oh, and yes. Kobe and Skip's chemistry. Yep. Anthony and Beaches. I mean, they, everybody was so well paired together. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Completely, um, completely agree. And we're we're trying to like basically point that out to so many people. Just keep an eye on how this is, and it's just like yeah, like. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure kind of if you know sort of the ins and outs of it, but like we sometimes will be watching these scenes because as I said, we're only up to sort of season three, but I feel like obviously there's going to be scripts involved, but I swear just like the chemistry between these characters is so good. You just, I just don't believe there's a script. I just think these guys are just making it up on the spot. It's that darn good. <laughs> like, you know, Jason and Molly, the way oh, they work with Kobe so, and yeah. Skip, it's just so incredibly good. Well, I think that's a testament to both the actors and the writing because it's, you know, when the, writing is good it just it it falls naturally out of your mouth and the thought processes behind it and um yeah so i think it it and to the directors there were great directors um yeah it was it's a it was a good show i'm well i'm glad you guys are still still keeping it alive and we should rewatch it oh we haven't seen it in in many years so thoroughly re- i mean you know, I'm going to recommend it, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll tag you, we'll link you, you know, listen to us and ramble on about stuff. It's mainly me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, uh, Darvell and Brandy are great, but I'm the one who's kind of always, you know, ranting and not necessarily ranting. I mean, I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just, I'm just legitimately kind of having just an absolute fan moment talking about this show. So, um, it's, it's crazy to think kind of that we're as deep as we are into the show. I thought that it wouldn't, uh, last and kind of people would stop listening, but people are enjoying it, so we're, we're enjoying reminiscing with it as well. So, um, yeah. Well, Australians have great taste. That's yes, why. we do. We really do. Let's be honest. <laughs> did you did you have okay. a favorite episode or a favorite storyline? With I know we've obviously covered a few bits. Oh my but god, did you I'm have one? trying to remember. Like you said, it, it it goes so far back. I I the episode that just popped into my mind as we were talking was was the episode where Carlos comes to my house to tell me that he doesn't like me or we can't be together <laughs> yes. or something. Uh, I I remember really enjoying um, that, that episode. Paul uh, uh, directed it. I'm, um, what else? I, oh my God, I can't. I, the whole experience was just amazing. I remember getting up in the morning to go to work thinking, I can't believe I'm living my dream. This is just, hmm. I'm living my dream. Like I'm getting to do what I love to do every day on a show that, that everything just fell into place. Like it wasn't sometimes, you know, when you work on surf, yeah, I've done more theater than I've done film and television. It's just like you're you're fighting against the material and you're fighting against the other elements of the production. And Third Watch was just it just there was an ease to it. It could be you could I guess I felt like I could go in every day and feel safe that it was going to be for the most part a good day and an enjoyable experience, and that that uh, I had. I didn't have to just like rely on myself. Everybody else, you could count on everybody else to sh- to, to be there to um, make the scene happen and just show up and be present, as mm. opposed to needing to come in and you know make it work. Mm-hmm. 
so let me see. Back to the question. <laughs> what was my favorite episode? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was it was fun shooting um, the episode that we went back to my parents' house, but I don't think that was my favorite episode. I liked being out on the street and in the firehouse and and just you know sort of the daily the more normal days of third watch where just little things would be fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and quirky and I'm not answering your question. No, no, no. Know. You're doing like, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to this. It's fine. Like by all means, like questions are just excuses to get you to talk of on. So like, you know, I could just ask how your day was. Okay. And you can just, all right. You know. <laughs> I'll just talk and I'll keep talking. <laughs> I don't Did- know. I liked it all. I liked it all. It was just an experience that I feel like, can't be replicated. There was something just like when I hear, you know, they're talking now, um, I hear around people talking about, um, the, um, Will and Grace, how it was like sort of a magical cast and a magical, magical writers and a magical experience. To me, that's what third watch felt like. Like it, it felt like there was nobody, there was nobody in the cast that I'd have a scene with or, um, that I wouldn't, feel excited and comfortable and look forward to and just relish every moment of mm. it. Because you guys are still so, a, very close, a lot of the cast still, I believe, aren't you? I mean, I know a lot yeah, of you have worked on other yeah, projects together, so, but yeah. Yeah, so Kobe, we're still very good friends with Kobe, and we've done uh, other things with Kobe. Um, we see him, you know, fairly regularly. Uh, Mike Beach lives very close to us, actually, and... Um, our boys, well, in about an hour and a half, I will, I'll see either Mike or his wife because our boys take a ballet class together. Nice. And then, um, like I mentioned before, we were, um, recording Kim Raver, uh, and my oldest son, they go to high school together now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think, we, all of us, I think, did Ed Bonero's show after third watch which was criminal minds we all did episodes of that like i did an episode where eddie sabrian was, was gonna a say, serial killer you, yeah because you you obviously were on the show kind of after eddie was always you did that scene obviously initially when you were back kind of before pre-holly but um yeah i remember i think i was flicking to, i never really watched criminal minds but i do remember seeing kind of you guys in an episode together and i kind of wow look there's holly and jimmy <laughs> yeah he cu- he literally cuts my heart out <laughs> <laughs> As he does to all women. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but he was the serial, Eddie was the serial killer. Uh, and then, yeah, Ed directed the episode. Glennie, who is our DP on Third Watch, was the DP on, on that um, episode as well. And, yeah, but I think everybody in the cast did, I think everybody, I don't know if Molly did, but I think almost everybody did an episode of Criminal Minds. And I'm um, trying to think what else. Oh, Mike Beach, Anthony, and I created a, a little um, web series that we didn't, that we, at one point we had over at Chopped Around HBO was interested in it. And um, oh my God, I'm blanking where else. But we uh, created a little web series uh, that. Uh, uh, called Diggs Booty. Wow. But um, it was, uh, uh, that we haven't sold, but maybe we'll revisit. That sounds fun. So, yeah, we've all, a lot of us have kept in touch. 
Beautiful. No, uh, so, I, yeah, I love it was just sort of a magical experience. I love, I love hearing that kind of, you know, it's just a fan of any TV show or, you know, film that you kind of, you're a fan of, you always want to hope that like that lasts a, a while. Like, uh, you know, done a lot of coverage of, um, Survivor over the years and, you know, whenever cast members who like worked on the show, like in alliances as in real life are still kind of friends, it just makes me happy. So like, you know, obviously that same goes with like acting and kind of just things like that. So that, that makes me happy to hear that. I, I, that really does, Yvonne. Thank you for serving me as a fan today with that. Um, <laughs> it's the one thing. Yeah, and Amy Carlson, too. Mm-hmm. We've been in touch with Amy. In fact, I was, I remember Amy getting, oh, talking to, I, I was sitting in the playground with Amy right after she came from her Blue Bloods audition. Ah. Uh, and she's like, I think, yeah, it went well. And she, we were talking about what she did in the audition, and then she got it. She did. So. She did, and she sadly got mm-hmm. written out of it <laughs> recently. So. Oh, yeah, I just read that, actually. Yeah. But she was on it She was on it for oh, a good run. And then Anthony and her did an episode together. I yes, think. But, yeah, they yeah. did. Yes, that and sucks. I – it's it's hilarious because um, I, I like to always, I guess, follow – you guys like the cast kind of what you're doing and um you know i remember because i watched blue bloods and i remember kind of seeing the name pop up you know guest stars and through i'm like oh wow and you know just i i remember sort of i think i mentioned to anthony just like you know american horror story when he's been in it things like that and i think he was in an episode of uh what was the show kobe did um oh, he was, oh yeah burn notice burn notice thank you thank you yeah um, mm-hmm. random little things like that. Um, so I always get excited seeing you guys in other shows. Like we, we, another show we cover here on the, um, the, the podcast is Nip Tuck. And I remember Molly being in a, like one of the last episodes of Nip Tuck where she killed, like she walked into a room was, and shot someone. Oh, she was? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I have to watch that. Was Kim Raver on that as well? Nip-tuck. Not Nip Tuck. She went to 24 yeah. and Grey's Anatomy. So, um, when I yeah. spoke to, cause I'm, I say Third Watch is my favorite show of all time. 24 is my second favorite show. So I always, I wow. thanked Kim for going like, thank you for going from my first favorite show to leave to go to my second favorite show. I really appreciated you thinking of me, Kim. Um, but it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I legitimately, and like, I, I know okay. Jason did a show, I think it was Persons Unknown or something like that. It didn't last, but I purely watched it because he was one of the main stars. Um, I've done that with a lot of things. Like I, I watched, you know, uh, Batman because of Anthony. Uh, you know, just so many little things that I would just do purely to follow, you know, you guys post third watch because I'm that much of a fan. So, um, yeah. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> it's It's kind of, uh, yeah, crazy to think that. One thing I wanted to ask you about, well, though, too, yeah. is um, following you and Anthony on social media, uh, you mentioned your daughter, uh, Levi, I believe. She's obviously going on to be yeah. quite the successful gymnast. Uh, how is this as parents? Like you guys obviously have very successful careers yourselves, but uh, she's kind of for- forging the line here. Is she, I mean, we're looking at a future Olympic champion here. I mean, she looks like she's up to doing some great stuff here. Well, she she does go. Yeah, she's amazing. She's a super hard worker, and um, she she does go to the Olympic training camp like every five or six weeks. In fact, she's headed there on Tuesday. Um, to, to train and I don't know some of those you know it's a steep it's a steep drop off rate just like you go to Juilliard doesn't mean you're going to be a movie star but she is in that pocket of girls that will I'm sure somebody from that that those like whatever 40 girls that train there on a regular basis mm-hmm. they'll, they'll select probably four of them to go to the Olympics eventually wow so she's in the company she's in the company of 
of those girls. Uh, and uh, I know it's, you know, it is her dream to do an internet, to compete internationally for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to support it. Yeah. Um, I'm proud. We're proud of her. We're super proud of her. And yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting when anybody's doing something on a, on a, such a high level. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, I, I actually, one of the other, podcasts- we always say like, we're not the, Sorry, we're not the parents to go move to Texas, though. It was not how we envisioned it, but, we, but here we are. Yes. <laughs> well, one of the other podcasts I host is an Olympics podcast, so uh, the day she wins an Olympic gold medal, you can uh, guarantee me maybe an exclusive interview with her. I just to... calling you. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. NBC <laughs> standing there. No, wait, I'm going to call Australia. She wins an Olympic gold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, NBC. I promise in Australia. Which Olympians? <laughs> which Olympic... Uh, do you mostly speak with um, Australian Olympians yeah. or you get you get people from all over the world? Well, one of our um, – I kind of co-host it with a Canadian, so we kind of have uh, Canadian and Australian. Oh, some Canadian Olympians. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's kind of – it's fun because we started just before uh, Rio where obviously summer Australia does very well, Canada doesn't really do well, and obviously we're about to have the Winter Olympics where it's kind of the opposite. Australia doesn't really do too well, but Canada will do very well. So um, we're kind of – it's it's fun. It's it's kind of an experience, and um, yeah, we've spoken to to many, uh, you know, everyone from gold medalists and champions, you know, all time greats to just like I've got a fu- a bunch lined up already just in the lead up to to Pyeongchang, basically chatting about what they're going to do. And the Australian Winter Olympians, we we win a couple of medals, but we're not that good. <laughs> we don't have snow in Australia, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 interesting <laughs> to kind of hear it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I love kind of seeing the posts that you guys are doing and kind of her success, and it's kind of just, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i very intrigued and I'm very hopeful for her that obviously she can go on to, to make I, that Yeah, happen. I'm very hopeful, very hopeful for her success on on whatever level. I mean, it's, it, it, it is amazing to for me just to watch, you know, Levi or the girls in this pocket, the amount of dedication and focus and passion that they have that, that, that is consistent is there's it's just hundred percent consistent. Levi could go to a birthday party. She will not go. She will choose gym every time, no matter what, no matter what it's wow. like the level of dedication yeah. she visualizes before she goes to sleep every night. She'll lay there and visualize her routines. Nobody needs to, you know, she, she pulls the train, but I, it, it's the same for all those, those girls at that. And I'm sure when you talk to the people that have actually won Olympics, I'm sure they were like that their whole lives, right? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And I see, I'm kind of weird, I guess, because I'm failed in many aspects of my life, uh, Avon, that, uh, you know, dream would have been to go to the Olympics. So I just like to live it through interviewing What would, uh, What people. sport would you have competed? Oh, uh, look, I honestly wouldn't care. <laughs> I just wanted to be an Olympian. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was a hockey yeah, player I mean, in field hockey. Yeah, I awesome so, about it. It's yeah. like just the dedication and being the best at something yeah. is incredible. Whatever it is, it's incredible. Yeah, and I used to, I, I joke now and say um, that maybe I'll try out for the Australian curling team because... Uh, like we legitimately have, I think, 30 people in this entire country who do the sport of curling. <laughs> so, like, you know, Anthony, I so I grew up in Canada actually, mm-hmm. and when I told Anthony about curling, 
he thought I was making it up. He's like, what do you mean, ice and brooms? And <laughs> like, what? I'm like, no, there is a sport yes. called curling. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it because I, I, I love the Winter Olympics more because I see so many sports that we just never get to see. So, yeah, I love curling. I'm a huge ice hockey fan. I, I love, like, all things to do with kind of, like, luge and skeleton. Like, these crazy people who strap themselves to a sledge front-facing down a tube doing hundreds of kilometres an hour. I mean, who thinks to do that? Like, I just, it's crazy. <laughs> I think you should do it. I'll interview you when you win your goal. Oh, well, we'll thank we'll you. Thank you very that. much. We can swap. Like, you can be, you know, you start up the, you know, Yvonne and Anthony podcast or something along those lines. And um, Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, what, I mean, before I let you go, what, give us an update of what's happening now with yourself. I mean, uh, you mentioned kind of you sort of doing more stage work. I mean, is that kind of your focus? Do you have any uh, no, other projects coming up? No, more or? stage work. I, I've been doing quite, I've done a bunch of voiceover work. Um, I... Actually, I just did a voice on Big Little Lies. I played um, a mother on, like, a voice, not an actual on-camera um, role, but I played a mother of one of the characters. And then um, a couple years ago, actually, I hit a bunch of film festivals, I think, in Australia. I played the lead role in a film called Stuff, mm-hmm. and it uh, is a movie about, um, two women who are married with two children and they sort of fall they're in a rocky patch in their relationship and it's um, it's just a slight kind of, a really sweet film it's a, it was an indie it's a, a film just sort of about life and, and, and the stuff that keeps us, bonds us together and, and um, you know how you get through that stuff Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I don't think you guys can get it in Australia. You can, I know you can get it in. I think they're working on sort of some international distribution. Okay. If that happens, I'll send you a text or an email or whatever. Please do. Please and do. And then, um, um, what else have I been up to? I'm possibly doing a play uh, that's called Gentrified, and it's about uh, the gentrification of Harlem. Um, and then actually I'll be doing another film um, the, directed and written by the same woman that did stuff uh, where I'll play a veterinarian. That probably shoots sometime this summer. Right. Um, so just like little bits and pieces, trying to, trying to get through the child-rearing days and then <laughs> hopefully pick up a little bit more work. Fantastic. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, uh, do you want to give yourself a plug too for social media and things like that? I mean, I know sort of Anthony avidly on it. I mean, are you? I kind of know you've got a few accounts out there, but uh, you don't seem to put put as much as Anthony. So, I I mean, I guess I'm on Instagram. (laughs) I have. I have to kind of. I don't even know what my Instagram. I think my Instagram is you know Yvonne Young Rubivar, some version of that. Let me look. Hold on. <laughs> I just like to give people the chance to plug themselves here. <laughs> okay. um, I'm not huge on social media, but maybe I should get better at that. Uh, let's see, what is my 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 name on social media? I think I'm just trying to Google you it. Guys, here. 
Go to Yvonne Young Rui Vivar. That's what I am on Instagram. There you go. It's follow me. Yes, please do. Everybody follow her right now. And uh, yes, because I know all our Third Watch fans out there, kind of, as I said, you know, a similar vein, they like to keep up. Because there's actually a group on Facebook where um, basically, you know, if you, one of you guys is on a show or a movie, they'll straight away post. And um, it's like when Anthony was on Blue Bloods recently, it was kind of all posted on there. And um, I think Skip was on something recently and somebody was posting a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah, it's kind of, it's a, just a nice little group where people kind of keep track and tabs on yeah come find me on facebook too i think i'm just yvonne young on facebook Mm -hmm. and if anybody um is listening that's not in australia that's in the states definitely check out stuff i'm really proud of it i had it won a bunch of awards it did a ton of festivals and um i get to play the lead which is something i've done on stage but never on camera and it was a real treat fantastic i am proud of that Peace. Well, we'll definitely have to check that out, uh, as you said, uh, should it arrive in this side of the world. But, uh, Yvonne, can I just please say, again, such an absolute honour and pleasure to chat with you here today on the show. We really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, by all means, if you if you go back, watch the show, listen to our episodes, we'll get you guys on, we'll get this reunion happening, make some phone calls, we'll get Netflix Yeah, yeah, involved. yeah, let's get the show back on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, uh, yeah, it, 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 we're going to make it happen. I'm being positive here. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm counting on you, Ben. Massive, massive pleasure to speak to Yvonne today and a big thanks for her time as well as uh, to her management for helping this uh, all come into place and uh, so many things to be excited about in the future. Third Watch Revival coming to Netflix. Who knows? Uh, we've got other interviews to come. We've got plenty of people uh, lined up. We're still in uh, some discussions with some people, uh, so just stay tuned. Uh, obviously, uh, we will get them up as soon as we uh, can. If you want to go back in the past and listen to some of them, obviously our Manny Cruz interview up a week ago. Uh, Manny Perez, I should say. Manny Cruz. I've got Sergeant Cruz on the mind apparently today. Uh, and also uh, alongside of that, we do have our Kim Raver interview from a few weeks ago. And in the past, obviously, Amy Carlson and our Michael Beach and Anthony Rivera interviews, which were done back in the days of Brink, former show of mine, also on our podcast feed, just kind of uh, for you to enjoy as well. Outside of Third Watch, if you're a fan of Lost and Nip Tuck, we have some other interviews lined up with that as well, so keep an eye out for those. And just a reminder, for our Third Watch coverage, released every Wednesday, Australian time, uh, one episode per week. Rewatch along with us, because we're having a lot of fun doing these episodes for you. In the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, or on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, of course, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and please, if you could leave some feedback, we'd much appreciate it. It would make our day. My day's already been made, though, today by speaking to Yvonne and bringing this episode to you. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks to Yvonne. Thanks to everyone involved. And we will speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.